listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Second hour of Utah Car Sense starts right now here on The Zone Sports Network. I'm Austin Horton. Eric Jensen producing behind the glass for us today. Here with George Roska, general sales manager of the Midtown Store, 3535 South State. Roger Parkin and his team are at the Southtown location, 10920 South State in the Automall Drive. Uh, George, we had someone just uh, ask us on Twitter, hey, I tuned in but missed what the prize was that we're giving away today. So let's reset. Let's do it. You call in, 855-340-ZONE. You share a question, a comment, a story, whatever you'd like to talk about, and you're entered into the end-of-show drawing for a standard oil change with pickup and drop-off within 20 miles of either store. Pretty sweet uh, prize there. So 855-340-ZONE. Currently, you, it's a, uh, you'd have a one-in-five shot. We've got Alex, Nell, Don, and Gary in the drawing. So our next caller would have a one-in-five shot uh, coming up uh, just before noon at getting that prize. So 855-340-ZONE. If you've got any questions, comments, or stories, we'd love to hear it. All right, I teased this going to break. Gordon Monson actually had this as his not sports report a couple days ago. Uh, but I thought it was appropriate to bring back up on on this show. This is in Denver, Colorado. A uh, guy, a man named Jordan Williams, happened to see someone trying to steal his car. He it was uh, he went into a gas station, and while he was inside, he saw someone trying to steal his car from the parking lot. Well, the problem for the would be thief is that Jordan Williams is a 12-year UFC veteran. Mm, wrong guy to pick on. Ultimate fighter. He says, I train every day. It's my lifestyle. Being in shape is part of my job, says Jordan Williams. There's actually video of this shared on Jordan Williams' Instagram. He walked inside a Park Hill convenience store. Another man gets into his 2020 Honda Civic and closes the door. And when, that's when Williams' mixed martial arts training kicked in. I run up, the guy backing away looking at me like, this is happening, I've got your car. I'm like, he's got no remorse at all. What I'll remember always is the look on his face when he was looking at me through the window like, I'm taking this. Williams then runs out of the store and the other man tries to reverse and drive away. He's not quick enough though and Williams is able to open the door and pull him out while, of course, hitting him several times. <laughs> I punched the guy a couple times, he said. At that point he was saying, he's sorry, I'm sorry, just repeatedly. His car has a remote start, but he said he believed that if he had the key on him in the store, it would be too far away for another person to drive the car. He says, you can drive without the key fob. The only reason he wasn't able to go was because he didn't know how to work the parking brake. So what's, what he's saying there is he's got this key fob. Yeah. Like a modern car, you don't actually turn the ignition. It's a little yeah. push button. Key fob has to be within a certain distance from the car. The mistake a lot of people make is because you then don't take it out of the ignition you leave it in the cup holder or wherever, and then your car is liable to be stolen. Yeah. That's well, I wonder if guy. he left the car on. Because it sounds like he had the key fob on him when he went inside to the convenience store. Because he said that he didn't think it would work that far. And it shouldn't. Like, so the car was left running. I bet yeah. the car was left running. Because you don't need the key fob in the car for it, and, and then you can just drive off. That's my guess on what happened because I, I I've done that you know just leave the car running and and run inside real quick and yeah he does say my his message to people is lock your car and don't ever leave it running yeah. I've learned my lesson yeah yeah 
That's, that would that would not be a fun thing to come out and and see as somebody in your car, you know. I'd go. I'd see red. I'd lose it. What would you do? Would you go and and like start like hitting him and drag him out of the car? Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably <laughs> fight my what, way through the glass. What if he's like if, twice your size? I. You don't know me well enough. Do you? <laughs> I'm not that bright. I'd probably still try it. Good for you. Uh, the the right thing to do is to. Take down information, call yeah. the police, yeah. hopefully get that worked out, but man. I, the most likely person on this show to get in a fight at any given time is him. <laughs> That's just a What's fact. that supposed to mean? That's just a fact. How dare you say uh, that I like to fight? I, it's I, that hockey background, man. I huh? wish I would do that, but I don't think I would. I think I'd be like... This is unbelievable. I would be like, I'd call somebody. I'd be like, somebody's stealing my car right now. <laughs> Can Video, you believe this? You'd Instagram it. I probably would. <laughs> Just yeah. like Jordan Williams yeah. did. But, uh, yeah, MMA fighter or not, I might be in that moment an MMA fighter. Yeah. It would yeah. Uh, probably, it, it, it's my stuff. <laughs> I don't do well with houseflies in my house without permission. I, I could tell you don't do well with flies in the studio. <laughs> There's gnats everywhere in here. Who gave that gnat permission to land on my microphone? Like, literally, I take it so personal when there's a fly in my house. I've learned something new about you. I, I turn into Rambo. I'm, like, putting face paint under my eyes. And I'll, and then when I get, I put his little head on a toothpick on the on the dining room table. Oh, you're going, as like, a sign for the other flies. full medieval, oh, like, yeah. Dracula on him. Yeah, you don't come yeah. in my house uh, without permission. I like That's it. That's just how it goes. I'm I'm stable. 855-340-ZONE. <laughs> so don't steal cars, but especially don't steal cars from MMA, MMA fighters. MMA fighters, yeah. All right, this happens from time to time, but it still blows my mind every time. This out of uh, Palm Harbor, Florida. A wrecker removed two vehicles from a sinkhole late Friday after a very long day for Sandy Downey and her husband Rodney. You'd never think it's going to happen to you, then all of a sudden it happens. Friday the 13th, Sandy mm. said. Her day started at 6.45 a.m. to the sound of neighbors banging on her door. At first, I thought my husband had a flat tire when I came down and walked the steps and saw my car in the ditch hole, she said with a smile. Palm Harbor Fire Rescue arrived a few minutes later and told her and her neighbors to pack up and leave until they could determine the severity of the situation. A 10-by-10-foot 10 10 hole had formed under the driveway of their home along uh, Eulala Avenue. The view from Sky Fox showed a sedan nose first in the hole while an SUV was also teetering on the edge. Essentially, out of nowhere, this 10-by-10-foot 10 10 hole just opened up underneath their driveway and swallowed their car all, all the way back to the, the gas cap. It's, it's buried in the sinkhole. I, I, it makes no sense to me, George, that this happens, but it happens quite often. Have you ever been to Florida? Yes, well, it makes sense in Florida. It's pretty humid and wet. And yeah. well, no, just the like the geologic makeup of the state. Like it's half of it is limestone, ah. which will just crumble at you know you drive your car over it and it's gonna go. It's gonna gonna crumble. <laughs> you know they're they're talking about. Um, the sinkholes being a possibility in the in the recent condo collapse, you know that they had there in in, in Surfside, um, that they have these large problems in Florida with this, and and, and it oh. wouldn't surprise me if, as it gets worse and worse with climate change and rising sea levels, it, it starts inf infiltrating that limestone and just making it less stable. And uh, over time, you're going to just see more and more of this happening. I did have a neighbor whose uh, 
garage floor had not properly been backfilled. Okay. And it started to sink and open up. Ooh. And that was, of course, the home builder's fault. That, for that's not, different, though, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is erosion over time. Yeah. The, the this sinkhole is a opens and, natural catastrophe thing versus a poor built, poorly built garage floor. <laughs> yeah, and there's been worse cases. That as as Sandy, uh, the woman here, points out, no one got hurt, no one died. It's, that's good. That's good. It's all fixable. The car is going to be just fine. They pulled it out. They and just it's pulled fine. it out, and so I mean, it, there was nothing for it to really land on except the dirt and mud. Yeah, underneath well, that'll so. buff out. <laughs> well, looking at the car, it wasn't uh, the I, best car. In I, the I'm sure that won't with. pop up on the Carfax for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but uh, th- that's my kind of luck. I fully expect someday to walk out and find my car in a sinkhole somewhere, and it's just that would not be fun. Nope, wouldn't be. All right, have you ever had? Road construction damaged your vehicle and thought, well, what can I really do about this? Oh, yeah. Have you really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And what have you, have you been able to pursue any kind of... A lot, recom- <laughs> lot of expletives were, were sent out in the air, and that's about as far as I got with pursuing anything. I can't imagine if you were to even, let's say, call UDOT and say, hey... Yeah, You're, what what are they supposed Your to say? Your pothole ruined my wheel. Prove like, it. Yeah, like how can you even prove yeah. that? I don't. Well, in Biloxi, Mississippi, the evening before Hurricane Zeta made landfall, Vicky Dean and her husband Kenny were curious to see if the distant storm was already churning up Biloxi's back bay. Like they did many evenings when Vicky wasn't waitressing at a Gulfport Waffle House, they took a drive to look at the water and watch the sunset. Stopping right here. There's a hurricane, hurricane approaching. I, yeah. I did, did a Vicky, double take. I'm like, what? Vicky and her husband decide, let's drive out and watch the hurricane. Storm chasers, you know, live for that adrenaline rush. Resuming story with that in mind. <laughs> they never made it. Driving on Forest Avenue just south of the Bay, Dean saw cones on the right side of the road alerting drivers to construction hazards during an ongoing paving project. Suddenly she felt something scrape the bottom of her... Shocking. 2004 Buick LeSabre. (laughs) When she got out of the car, she saw she had driven over a raised manhole cover. When she tried to keep driving, she heard bad sounds stopping there again. Bad sounds. She continued to keep driving over the The, raised manhole cover? The cones weren't the, the part where you stop? This lady. A piece of plastic had come loose from the bottom of her car and was scraping against the asphalt. She yanked it off. (laughs) She drove to a friend's house. He told her the car frame was broken. If she kept driving it, the motor could fall out. So she drove home. <laughs> oh, she didn't just t- tear off the heat shield. She, like, tore off her frame. Yes. Her and then, engine was going to fall off, and, her and she kept said, driving. You shouldn't drive this. Okay, and then she drove home. Then she drove home. She started to figure out how she would live without a car for the first time in her adult life. For about six years before this evening in 2020, a Texas-based company called Oscar Renda Contracting had been working on the roads in East Biloxi as part of a $350 million project to repair infrastructure after Hurricane Katrina. Wow, really? How old is this story? How far back are we going? Six years, so 2014. Katrina was 2006? Yeah, I mean, we're going way far back. In the process, it had torn up some 50 miles of roads, and for years East Biloxi was dusty and dry weather and muddy after the rain. Residents of East Biloxi, where one in three households are impoverished, a much higher rate than the city as a whole, 
They attended city council meetings and protested outside the uh, Oscar Renda's Biloxi office. They described car damage, respiratory problems, and lost income because no one wanted to risk the roads to patronize neighborhood businesses. By October 2020, the project finally was almost finished, but that's, again, when we revisit the Vicki Dean story. So this took and they left the manhole cover open. years or 14 years? Yes. Uh, so this is the latest uh, thing where now the city of Biloxi announced that Oscar Renda had filed a lawsuit against the city in July seeking $79 million and alleging that delays and cost overruns were due, among other factors, to flawed engineering documents and plans provided by the city. Meanwhile, the city argues that Oscar Renda's claim is based on false logic and inaccurate analysis. Meanwhile, Vicki Dean and her husband are now suing both the city and Oscar Renda for the damage done to her car. On and 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 on. Goes on and on and on. Lots of people are mad, claiming their car has been damaged by this road construction there in East Biloxi, Mississippi. My advice to anyone out there is if you believe your car is damaged by road construction and you have a case, stop, take pictures, don't rip the broken part off the bottom of your car, Yeah. don't continue to drive the car, don't then go to a mechanic who says don't drive the car and then continue to drive the car. the car, and then don't talk to a news outlet and tell them everything you did, because I'm not sure Vicky Dean's going to get very far on this. Isn't that what you have insurance for? Like It is. Hopefully they have insurance. I don't know, but we've all we've all been in that case where a, a pothole or some kind of thing, as we mentioned before, pops up and it gets your car and you just kind of curse you, into you the get wind. mad and, and you move on and, and you, you pay for it. Yeah, exactly. I was at the dog park the other day and somebody doored my car, my, my new Outback, and $600 worth of damage later. And I was mad and I threw my hands up in the air and cursed them. And They leave a note or anything? No of note. No. Why, yeah. why would they leave a note? <laughs> I wouldn't have been mad if they left a note, but you know, I would have yeah. been like, oh, that's nice. I mean, accidents happen, but... At least, at least they've left a note, but you no. wouldn't be mad at them. Mad that it happened. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad it happened, but yeah. it, you know, it gotten fixed. So, yeah, it, I, yeah. I, I moved on. You know, it, it didn't ruin my life. I didn't sue the the dog park. I didn't sue the city. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just why is it this dog park protecting my vehicle? Better? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just. Uh, well, that, that there's been a big old huge pothole on Beck Street for years in the far right lane, right before the garage. The the uh, bar right there. Uh, and I've just, because I take Beck Street in and out from work every single day, I learned to avoid that part of that, that lane at that part of the road. Yeah. Because too many times I'd go over that, especially like in the winter and clunk clunk and think, oh my gosh, I've bent my rim on, on my wheel. Well, they've somewhat fixed it now. And so I, but and so I saw it was fixed. So I went over it the other day, and it still could still feel it. And it's just kind of like you, know, you, you learn, you live, yeah. you hope you don't get it damaged. But good luck to Vicky Dean, the storm chaser, there in Mississippi. Another piece of advice: don't if there's a if there's a uh, hurricane coming, don't drive out to watch it. <laughs> watch hurricanes on YouTube, I suppose, if you are really into it. All right, Subaru Hawaii. Has a pretty cool incentive going uh, for Hawaii residents. Here's what is going down uh, in Honolulu. Subaru Hawaii brings the rewards to vaccinated local residents with a new giveaway campaign. 
Subaru Hawaii is dedicating uh, to show is dedicated to showing love and aloha to the people of Hawaii who are joining the fight against COVID with a new sweepstakes called Shot for a Subaru. Hmm. Uh, the the incent- to incentivize the community to get their COVID nineteen vaccinations. Those who are vaccinated with at least one shot are eligible to win a brand new Subaru Crosstrek, a prize uh, that should be a great incentive for residents to get vaccinated. Known to be one of Subaru Hawaii's most popular and best-selling vehicles, the general manager Igarashi feels that the Subaru Crosstrek is a great car to excite Hawaii residents. Blah blah blah. We all know we know all that. But what do you make of this, George? An incentive. To get vaccinated, you get a shot, you get in your name into the drawing. I would say then when you get your second shot, you get your name in a second time. Double dose. I, yeah. I'm all on board for this. I think I think there should be, well, first of all, I don't think that there should be a need for any more incentive to get vaccinated. In theory. Yes. But for those who do need an incentive... I think that we need to be realistic with ourselves and as a government, as a community, as people understand there are those out there who will not get vaccinated without some kind of what's in it for me uh, ulterior motive. And so why not do something like this? Why not have a sweepstakes of some kind? Even if it's a drawing for like 5,000 bucks or something from the government. Just- I I agree 100%. I think I think you should just get vaccinated because it's the right thing to do. I got vaccinated not because of some sweepstakes or giveaway, but I tell you what, I took advantage of every free thing that was thrown at me for getting vaccinated. <laughs> I took everything that was offered from the free donut to the free beer to the... The free beer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a bar doing free beer if you if you showed him oh, your, really? yeah, your vaccination card. So I went and got my free beer and uh, I'll take advantage. If I was in, in Hawaii, I'd enter to win the sweepstakes too. Of course, you yeah. know. So I, I love it. And, and if, hey, if it's helping someone kind of that's been hesitant on that line, thinking and should I or should I not? And this is the reason they're doing it. Why not? You know, more power to them. Yeah, we we need to get people vaccinated. And if it takes making up uh, prizes, then we need to maybe. <laughs> At this point, I think we need to admit to ourselves that those who were going to get vaccinated have, and those who haven't been vaccinated, there might be some that will, but they might need a little extra nudge. I, I think there's still some that will. I, I, I'm not in that camp that's like, the rest will never, they've, they've gone down the rabbit hole. And, you know, I think, you know, people just, we need to give them a little more time too. And maybe a little more incentive. A little more incentive. But, maybe, maybe, yeah. but then again, I also then, if my neighbor, not that my neighbor, but just as an example, my neighbor uh, being the royal my neighbor out there uh, gets... Uh, finally gets vaccinated and wins five thousand dollars. I'm over here going, where, well, where was my entrance be, a year ago? You'd be a uh, little jealous if your neighbor pulled up <laughs> in a new cross track and he's like, "Got this for my COVID shot," and you'd be like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> While I deal with, I COVID got a band aid <laughs> and a sore arm. Yeah, uh, I brought this up with my mom though. She's like, "I wouldn't. I'll pay them five hundred bucks to get vaccinated <laughs> at this point." So. All right, we'll take our final break. We'll come back on the other side, get more of your calls, uh, more speaking of incentives, names into the drawing for the free oil change, 855-340-ZONE. Tell you more what's going on in the the car world, including Subaru's uh, success uh, in a a downed industry and also a man that got really, really lucky when his car dragged him across a highway. Tell you about it next on Utah Car Sense. 
You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Eight five five three four zero zone to get your name in the drawing here for the oil change. Uh, just a few minutes left. Eight five five three four zero zone. Eric Jensen spinning the tunes and taking your calls behind the glass today. I'm Austin Horton here with George Roska, general sales manager of the Midtown store. George, I want to tell you about this story of a man that was fixing his car on the side of a road. Uh, this was in Charlotte, North Carolina, just this past Thursday. A man was working on the hood of his car when the vehicle started to move, dragging him across four lanes of traffic, an event caught on camera. That's terrifying. Uh, It happened on Interstate 77 in Charlotte. Good Samaritans jumped out of nearby cars to help the man and got his car to the side of the road. Uh, There's not really much more information than this, but traffic cameras caught this. Man being dragged by his car in across four lanes of a, of a freeway. Maybe just had it in drive somehow or I in a neutral? Know. or. Well, he obviously, he was working on his car on the side of the yeah, road. Yeah, so it broke down somehow. He had it stopped, obviously, and then... Perhaps it got into neutral and rolled. I mean, from the pictures and video, it is on a bit of an incline. Yeah. It rolled down. So... Uh, but thank goodness he was not even a. He's got a couple scratches, just from the. But it was dragging him. It looked like a car was running over a person. Wow! Across these four lanes, of, but he's fine. And uh, thank goodness for that. Lucky guy. That's all I got to say about that. That's just uh, one of those things that one one quick thing could have gone real ugly. But that happens all the. Have you ever had to change a tire or anything on the side of the freeway? I've done it a couple times. It's it can be scary when those cars are are driving by you at eighty miles an hour. And, yeah, and the wind gusts just yes. from the car will move you two feet. <laughs> it feel those cars are eight nine feet away, but it feels like they're eight nine inches. They're yeah away. Yeah, especially at night or in bad weather, it gets it gets real scary. So the the recommendation is if you can get off the freeway, get off the freeway. Mm-hmm. If you can't. Get hopefully you have taken the proper precautions ahead of time and have some kind of hazard lantern. At the very least, turn on your hazard lights on your vehicle. Yeah. Try to work on the opposite side of traffic from your car if you can. Uh, I I just it's it's really 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 scary to be out there working on the side of the road. And if you ever are working on your car, whether on the side of the road at home in a garage wherever. Get that thing in that put the e-brake on it, get yeah. it chalked, make sure that you've done everything you can to make sure that car won't engage and, and run you or someone else over. All right, uh, good news a couple days ago uh, from Subaru. Subaru saw a huge 125% increase in July in a market that shrank by close to 30%. Now, this is st- sales. So in July, Subaru saw sales increase 125%. Uh, George, that's great news. It does not mean that uh, the the supply uh, problem that we were talking about earlier is fixed, but it does mean 
that Subaru is still churning along and still getting people out on the roads in their in vehicles. Certainly, yeah, certainly. I mean, Subaru is still projecting to be at 630,000 units for the year, which will be right on pace with, with what they did last year. Um, in, in an environment where just producing cars is challenging, that that's a big accomplishment. So, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things, you know, that you, you read the headlines, 120% up, some are down 30. It, it's all about how they can get the cars delivered to the to the dealerships, and the dealerships can get the cars sold to the consumers, you know. So yeah, the, the numbers you're going to see fluctuate, I think, quite a bit over the next few months. And I also saw that Subaru has announced plans to build a brand new uh, research and development facility just north of Tokyo. Yeah, I saw that today too. That's exciting. And it's uh, mostly probably going to mostly be focusing on uh, electric vehicle mm-hmm. research and development, I would assume. That's the way the world yeah. of the auto industry is going. Uh, so I, it's really cool. And then, now you've got the Solterra. What are you hearing about the Solterra, which is the Toyota Subaru uh, love child? EV? Not much officially, you know, as far as what we're hearing about details, as far as, you know, power or range or, or, you know, battery capacity, things like that. Um, But the rumors out there, I've heard all sorts of things from solid state batteries to, you know, 300 mile range to solid state battery. That's a game changer. Been working on it for a while. And the rumors were they were going to debut it at the Tokyo Olympics. Uh Now, with the Olympics having gone a different way, they kind of kept that under wraps. So we, we don't know for sure. A lot of it's just speculation. Um, but if, like you said, if it would be, it would be a big game changer. Oh, that'd be, it would completely turn the whole idea on its head. Yeah. That be, and I, that's, when, that's when I would then get really interested in getting into the EV game myself. Yeah. With that solid state battery. There's a professor at the University of Utah who thinks he has the technology ready to, to roll out on solid-state battery. So. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, work done over the last 10 years, and, and really especially over the last two to three years, where we've gone from kind of concept to actually having a working prototype. Now, the next part of getting from working prototype to mass production is going to be really challenging as well, but having gone as far as we have is, is a big deal and, and, and really reason to be excited for the future of electric cars. Yeah, for sure. All right, 855-340-ZONE. Get your uh, questions, your comments, your stories in and be entered into the drawing for the free oil change. 855-340-ZONE. Do cars with dark interiors get hotter in the sun, George Roska? Yes. Do they? They do. I would think so as well. And, And cars with darker exterior paint jobs definitely get hotter in the sun. Although Consumer Reports says... While it's true, darker interiors do get hotter, it's not as substantial a difference from dark interior to light interior as, as you might think. Uh, that's the headline. Here's the story. There's a common belief that if you live in a warmer climate, you should opt for a lighter interior when buying a car because a lighter interior will help to reflect ultraviolet rays and keep you cooler. But how much hotter are dark interiors? Consumer Reports test engineers took two cars, one with a light-colored exterior and light-colored interior, the other with a dark exterior and dark interior, okay. and parked them both outside. <clears throat> Excuse me. The temperature initially inside both cars was 78 degrees. Within one hour, they were both over 100. The darker car did get a little bit hotter by only a few degrees, though, and that was only after an hour, so think about how hot these cars will get for an even, long, even longer period of time. 
A lighter colored interior is going to be slightly cooler, but when you're talking over 100 degrees inside, it's hot either way. It's not going to make that much of a difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, a car has a lot of glass area with the sun beating down. It's going to heat up no matter what color the interior is or how mild the outside temperature may feel. The difference is not enough to be a determining factor in your choice of car or interior color. And see, I've been letting that guy... No, I'm... <laughs> I, I do, I think, you know, think of it. You know, it's, oh, yeah, I'm going to get a white car because it's going to be cooler in the summer. And and it's funny, when you, when you work with, like, uh, dealerships in the South, like in, in Phoenix and Vegas, and you do dealer trades, they're like... Do not send me a black one. It'll never sell down here. <laughs> get rid of it. Yeah, I'll never get rid of it. I'll take whatever you have, just not black. So I'll have to tell them the study that uh, Consumer Reports done that uh, don't worry, it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, they do say as far as interior color, what you should consider is what will look dirtier faster. That's usually what I go with. That's the reason I pick a dark interior. So th- that's wild because a light, a white exterior doesn't look dirty when it is dirty but a light interior the dirt shows up more on yeah that's odd how does that work <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all like we pay attention more to the interior i think like my wife's white forester and my dark charcoal crv when they're both equally dirty one looks clean and it's not mine <laughs> It's the contrast. That's yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> it's crazy. But you know what really does make a difference with the with the temperature and and, and you mentioned the glass area, ceramic tint. If if you I've want, I've not to, heard ceramic tint. Yeah, so tint will help in general keep your car cooler, but there there's the material that the tint is made of. Um, that they they have like a ceramic coating on it. Wow. And it helps reflect more of the UV rays, so it does really help cool your car down is that an aftermarket thing or can you mm-hmm. get that ordered yeah it's an aftermarket thing um most uh car concepts or, or places like that can do it we we do it as well at the uh at the retail at the dealership so have you ever seen a uh do-it-yourself tint job that was done well no me either no it's i don't know that it's possible it's always bubbled it's always slanted. Like, it's even always... the tint installer, when he goes home and does his own tint, it comes out bad. <laughs> like that, It's just the, the, the rule of tinting cars. You just have somebody else do it. Don't Amazon your car tint. Yeah. That's, that's one thing you don't want to do. Yeah, you do. get the bubbles and the purple, and it's just it just <laughs> yes. looks terrible. What are the tint laws in this state? I, I just, Maybe I should look that up, but... Uh, because isn't there a certain degree? Yeah, there's you can't a certain degree. Past? I don't know off the top of my head, but you can't go past a, a certain darkness up front, and you're not supposed to have your windshield done other than a small strip up top. Um, it says in Utah, tint darkness must allow more than 70%, 70%. below AS1 line. I don't know what that means. The front side windows must allow more than 43% of light in. Back side windows, any darkness can be used. Rear window, any darkness can be used. Yeah. So as long as the driver and pass driver and passengers seems like are the only as long as you can see forward and to the sides, they don't care if you can see behind you. That's interesting. Why wouldn't they want to be able to see the back seat? Because it's obviously to protect law enforcement and other people approaching a vehicle that you don't want it to be so dark you can't. That and I think it's also for the visibility of the of the driver as okay. well. I see. Yeah. Uh, Safety. Uh, so that's correct. I don't know what AS one line means but how do they how do, how can you even tell there, there's a way to test tint they, they have um readers for it you can shine light through it and it tells you how much light's coming through all right uh just a little random curiosity of mine there
855 my, my wife's old car had a DIY tint on the uh, rear uh, window, and it it was so bad, it looked like I was looking through a soda bottle in a soda commercial. All yeah, the bubbles. A little and wavy. The fizzles. I, I've done DIY tint myself. Have you? It, it has not come out well. <laughs> I, I, I had to take it off and Looks get, it, classy. get it professionally redone <laughs> after. All right, listen to what this wife did in Southern, is it Southern California? Uh, yes. A wife quickly took control of a speeding vehicle after her husband suffered a medical emergency while behind the wheel and tried to bring the car to a stop by slamming it into the back of a dump truck on the freeway. Wow. 59-year-old man from Mesa, Arizona was driving a convertible. Uh, when he experienced some sort of medical emergency that caused him to lose control, his wife, from the passenger seat, reached across the center console and took hold of the steering wheel, California Highway Patrol said. Ahead of their, of their vehicle was a tractor truck hauling a bottom dump trailer. Doing what she felt was the best option given the circumstances, the wife steered the convertible into the back of the trailer. Hmm. The driver of the dump truck and another bystander quickly rushed to the severely damaged convertible, and pulled the unresponsive driver out. Uh, CHP officer Jeff Christie said the two performed life-saving measures on the driver, and the driver's expected to make it after later being transported to a hospital. Wow, what a crazy story. I mean, good thinking on her part. To Now, they say no drugs or alcohol are believed to be factors. I, I don't know that I could, that I would have the wherewithal to think, okay, I'm going to crash this vehicle at full speed, yeah. Into this dump truck, yeah, and that will give us our That'll, best chance of survival. I I think I'd like try to like slow it down somehow, but I don't know. If, I don't know how. I, I don't know. You can't really just do? throw it into park. No, that you'll die. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't. I I'm afraid. What I would do is I would overcorrect and and flip the car like down in the embankment or something. I think maybe just throw it in neutral and just let it fizzle slow out. Fizzle out. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. But then also with your your spouse having a medical yeah, emergency. Yeah, that's terrifying. I mean, good. This woman was quick thinking, smart. Yeah. Uh, now I'm not I'm not recommending you do this. <laughs> no, no. But it worked out for her, uh, for them in this case. So that's we're grateful for that. Eight five five three four zero zone. George, what's the best uh, selling or most requested car you're you're hearing about at the stores right now? What's the one that everyone seems to really be asking about? Um, the one they can buy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, for real, though. No. It's it, like Outbacks are always the most popular. Um, we are having a hard time keeping anything in stock, though. Um, I, I think we have one car available as of this morning. I, wow. I think Southtown had From one. From both locations? Well, we each have one. You know, we, we, we like to keep at least one on, on hand, you know. So you don't fight over it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Uh, what I. I've been for a couple of years now really uh, tooting the horn of the legacy. I think people overlook the legacy and the Impreza. I do too. And I think it's that such this a is good the value. Time. This is the time, especially. I don't have any legacies either. <laughs> Everyone's taking the legacy. Everyone's legacies, taking huh? them. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Now, you, you've done your job, so I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> your welcome. commission check will be coming. How are the service bays going? It seems like they're always busy, though. Extremely busy. That's good news. Yeah. Yeah, well, if if you can't find a car to buy, you know, a lot of people are keeping their cars longer. Maybe okay, I'll keep my car another year, and you know, maybe do the work that was needed. So we, we are seeing a, a bit more of that. So um, make sure you get if if you've been thinking about it, get on the schedule. We we are a, a few days out. Are you guys hiring? 
at all for any positions right um, now. We are. We are always hiring. I don't know the current positions um, listed, but if you go to our website, markmillersubaru.com, look under the employment opportunities. Um, there's a link there where you'll see um, everything that's listed. Um, but uh, yeah, if, if you've been thinking about switching careers or um, just looking for a fun job to um, to come work at, uh, we, we'd love to have you on our team. So that's because there's a lot of people who have had either by choice or not uh, job changes in the last year or two. Oh, definitely. Two. A lot of people. And when we talk about low supply but high demand, it's kind of counterintuitive from my side of the table here to hear that you're also still hiring. So this is that's really good news yeah. for the future and the immediate future of the industry that it's not you're not going to run out of cars and close shop. No. It's going to keep going. It, it's going to keep going. And I, I know Southtown's looking for product specialists. Um, I, I know that service is always looking for, for qualified technicians. Um, but most importantly, we're always looking for good people. Just if, if, if you're a good person, you love Subarus, you, you want to come work for us, you believe in our mission, we'd love to have you on board. What are the current COVID-19 uh, precautions going on at the stores? Because uh, when the, when it first started, Jeff... Uh, and you P- and and all of you people at Mark Miller Super were really following everything the CDC was recommending and and suggesting and 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 but now we've kind of we've moved back away from requirement of masks mm-hmm. in in places. What's the current update there at the stores for you? Um, so we we are not requiring masks if you've been fully vaccinated. Um, so we do have a, a majority, quite a high majority of our staff uh, fully vaccinated. Um, so if, if you're a guest and you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Um, however, if you're not, um, we, we are still following those guidelines, which are saying if you're not vaccinated to wear a mask. Um, so we're, we're trying to do our best there um, to keep everything, you know, everybody safe. Um, and and just we're trying to stay open as well and, and keep business uh, moving. But yeah, it, it's been a challenging time. You know, you hear, you hear different uh, guidance from different places as far as whether vaccinated people need to wear masks at this point. So yeah. I think there's um, everybody's trying to do what's what's right and what's best for them. Obviously, you you welcome anyone that feels more comfortable wearing a mask. Absolutely, to, to yeah. So. No, no one's gonna if if somebody sees you wearing a mask, nobody's gonna say anything. You know, and 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 we have employees too that they feel more comfortable wearing masks even if the they they are fully vaccinated and and we fully support that. I went to uh, the one fun thing I did on my week off. Uh, I took my wife and I and our and our three year old to Lagoon. Oh, nice! And uh, love Lagoon. Fox Thirteen has this incredible. Uh, after two o'clock on Tuesdays, it's half off for adults okay. or two for one. Really. Two for one. Yeah. And so the the wife and I got in for half off, and just we with the three year old, we're only going to Kitty Land. Yeah. Not yeah. Going. You're not gonna go on the the Sky Coaster. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did that once several <laughs> years ago, and that was enough for me. I won't be doing that again anyway. But. Uh, but yeah, she's just gonna. And we went with my aunt uh, has a couple kids that are uh, elementary age, and they have season passes, so we invited them to come with us. And they are walking around Lagoon with masks on. Are they? And, and we we weren't we we weren't masked, but it's not like it. it we've come to this uh, part in society now where it's normal to see people wearing masks. Yeah, it's not anything out of abnormal because when i got home that night and i was looking through pictures of our day was really the first time i went oh wow they were wearing masks yeah didn't even it didn't even register with me and i don't think that 
they were judging me for not wearing a mask either. It's just kind of where I hope we're getting to that point where if you feel comfortable, don't. If you feel comfortable, do. But still keep the, the, the distance and doing those safe things as well Yeah. while the Delta variant is raging. Get vaccinated, please. But then also if you want to keep wearing a mask, do it. If you don't, you don't have to. But don't also be licking stamps uh, at, a, at, a, at a convention together. Yeah, masks don't have to be this political thing. You know, it doesn't have to be a fight every time. It's just a public health precaution, you know, that, that people are, are choosing to take or not. And, and so and I think that's that, that's a good thing that we're getting to that point. All right, we're at the uh, the end of the show here. We had four callers today. I'm going to hit randomize on this old random.org. All right, uh, Eric, use that University of Utah math degree of yours and pick a number between one and four. Uh, three. Three goes actually to the third caller of the day, Don, who uh, called and talked about uh, how he's had seven Hyundais. He, he loves Hyundai, and he's uh, been told to keep them because they'll always rep- replace the engine at some point. And there you go. Now so, you can get a free oil change for one of your Hyundais. There you go. Come <laughs> on in. Uh, George, good to have you back uh, hey, here good in to studio. Be here. And we'll do it again next week. I believe we're going to be on remote for a really cool uh, reason up in Bountiful. So stay tuned for that. We'd love to see you up there. For George Roscoe across the table and Eric Jensen behind the glass, I'm Austin Horton. Be back next week on Utah Car Sense. The Saturday show is next.